Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, May 7th, 2016, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Ji-yeon. We'll be right back. Hey, Jian. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Good. Always happy that the weekend is here. Of course. Well, tomorrow is actually a very special day. It's Parents' Day here in Korea. And I know your parents are in Ireland, but Mm -hmm. your in-laws are here, right? Yeah, that's right. Do you have any special plans? Well, first of all, I'm going to call my parents in Ireland tonight Mm -hmm. um, and just have a good catch-up with them. I try to do that every weekend. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow for Parents' Day, I will have lunch with my in-laws and all the family, my brother-in-law and Mm sister-in-law. And if the weather is nice, I'm hoping to have a picnic in Seoul Forest. Sounds really nice. Yeah, that would be nice, right? Mm -hmm. What about you? Will you be doing anything special with your parents? Well, my family tradition is just a dinner and gifts. And by gifts, I mean a little bit of cash (laughs) these days. It's hard buying gifts for parents, no matter what the occasion is, I think. Yeah, that's true. I think it's the same all around the world, Mm -hmm. regardless of culture or age. Choosing the right present for people is always difficult. And since it is Parents' Day in Korea tomorrow and Mother's Day and Father's Day are coming up in other parts of the world pretty soon, let's take a look at some gift ideas for parents. Right, a local survey here asked 500 parents who are 50 years and up uh, what they would like to receive as gifts on Parents' Day and found that I'm doing something right. 56% of them said cash. Oh, okay, good. Yes, you are definitely on the right track. And I'm guessing that it's not because they're greedy for money, but Mm. because they would rather spend it smartly on something they need rather than receiving a gift that they may or may not use. People have a lot of extra things these days. Right, that's true. And in most cases, it's not that they want a thousand dollars or anything. They just uh, appreciate the gesture. And speaking of gestures, the second on the list was actually a handwritten letter or a card. Well, this is a lovely gift idea. It's affordable and it's from the heart. And now we know that parents actually want to receive Mm -hmm. these letters. So I think this is a tip to remember. And uh, the third most popular gift on the list that parents said they would like to receive was a family trip. Okay, so that one might be on the pricier (laughs) side, but essentially what they said they wanted was to experience something together, to make memories Mm -hmm. together, and also to spend time together with their kids. Yeah, so if you can't afford to plan a trip away for your parents, maybe you could plan a picnic. So you're doing something right too. That's it, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a picnic or visit a local park or anywhere really where you can spend some quality time with your parents and of course take some photos. My in-laws absolutely love taking photos. I don't know if they're putting them on the walls or who they're sending them to, but they love doing it and it helps to have a memorable day as well. Of course. And here are also some don'ts suggested by an American online news feed. Don't give them a gadget they are living just fine without. Teach them how to use the ones they already have instead. Mm, That sounds like good advice. Also, don't give them gift cards that they will forget to use. If you do want to give a gift card, only buy one in a shop where you know that they do go often or in their favorite restaurant. Mm -hmm. And here's something apparently every parent survey for that article said, don't spend money that you don't 
have on something I don't need. Mm. Clearly, parents are still looking out for their kids no matter how old they get. So the bottom line is, do spend time with your parents because... That's the best gift of all. Well, that sounds like very good advice. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with this week's listeners' letters, messages, reception reports, and more. So don't go away. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we received some lovely handwritten, typed-up, emailed comments, letters and reception reports from you, our listeners. And we will share some of those with you on this program. Well, the first letter we want to share with you is one that we've been waiting for for some time now. Our loyal listener and monitor, Fumito Hokamura from Hukoka, Japan, sent us an envelope full of recession reports from March and April. And one of them was actually written after the big earthquake in his region. I checked the calendar and the UTC time converter, and I believe Fumito was actually able to tune into KBS World Radio even on the day of the April 16 aftershock after it had occurred. And of course, the aftershock was even bigger than the original tremors that had come two days earlier. So it was indeed a great relief to read his letter, even more so because his letter seemed as casual as <laughs> ever unchanged in tone from all of his earlier letters. On April 16th, he wrote, Dear Sirs, have you been? There was a great earthquake in Kyushu Island and heavy rain. Well, today's condition was good. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Fumito Okamura. Well, it really is great news to see that little seems to have changed for him after the earthquake. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for letting us know that you are well, Fumito. As for the reception reports, Fumito sent us his logs for March 23rd, 25th, 27th and 29th, on which days he tuned into our 0200 to 0300 hours UTC broadcast on 9.580 megahertz using an ATS909X receiver with a rod antenna. Listening conditions varied from poor to fair, with the simple dipping as low as 25222 on March 25th and peaking at 55433 on the 27th. His logs for April included ones written on April 6th, 7th, 12th and 16th. Conditions were similar with the overall merit hovering around 2s and 3s, except on the 16th, which is the only day that he listened to us at 0832 through 0900 hours UTC at 9.570 MHz using a DE1103 receiver with a rod antenna. I'm guessing this is because at around his usual preferred broadcast time of 0200 hours UTC, his region was still being shaken by mm -hmm. frequent aftershocks. According to records, the last big aftershock on this day was recorded around 4 p.m. local time, and 0800 hours UTC is actually 5 p.m. in Japan. Wow. Now, I don't know if earthquakes or other big natural events affect the radio strength much, but on this day, within the half an hour that he was able to tune in, Fumito said that the simple fluctuated from 55433 to 3522 and again to 55444. That's just within the half an hour window. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, 
Let me just say thanks to Fumito yet again for letting us know that he is well and also for his dedication to our broadcast. Uh, we hope to hear more from you soon, also because uh, we know that there have been aftershocks even after the mm-hmm. 16th as well. So uh, please write us to uh, write to us again soon if you yeah. can, Fumito. And it's especially interesting as well to see that uh, Fumito is trying to tune into us and actually getting reception mm-hmm. as well. So it's very interesting. Thank you for all the details there. And sticking with 9.570 megahertz, listener Peter Eng of Malaysia sent us a reception report for April 7th. He tuned into us from 1300 to 1400 hours UTC on the said frequency using a Sony ICF SW7600GR receiver and a telescopic antenna. He was able to listen to the news, soul calling, drama lines and Korea today and tomorrow all in good condition. He gave the broadcast the simple rating of four across the board. And here's one more report for the same frequency. Listener Rextel Malari from the Philippines sent us an email saying that he tuned in to us on April 23rd between 0800 to 0900 hours UTC at 9.570 megahertz. He didn't specify his equipment but rated the Simpo 33444. He also wrote us a long and touching message. He said, Hello, Miss Emily, and welcome to the club, Miss Kim Jian. When one person leaves the boat, and bids goodbye to the captain, a newcomer comes in as Kim Ji-yeon is now Emily's co-pilot. I tuned in to the April 16th edition of Listener's Lounge where Miss Karen emotionally bid farewell in her final episode of the show and I felt sad. Fast forward to April 23rd when Kim Ji-yeon, once a seldom pinch hitter, is now a permanent co-host. Nice one, Kim Ji-yeon, and have a good time bonding with Miss Emily on board. What a lovely message. Mm-hmm. And so many um, images there of uh, boats and baseball, baseball and, and yeah. flying an aeroplane. So that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And he then gave us a detailed recount as well of the programs that he heard on April 23rd and added, if all these details are found to be correct, kindly verify with your latest QSL featuring Korea's UNESCO World Heritage, as I saw on your Facebook page. And to conclude my report, the very first QSL sent to me this month was one of Lee Jung-sup's masterpieces, and that was proof that my February 13th reception report with audio files are correct and verified. The Philippines is still in the dry spell state in most areas and I will share more information with you next time. Best of luck Miss Kim Jian and break a leg Miss Emily as your newfound tandem will continue each week and warm wishes to Miss Karen on her other on-air roles at KBS World Radio. Well, thank you so much for that warm welcome to the program, mm-hmm. Estelle. And uh, we'll also send your love to Karen, who you can catch on Soul Calling, Creative Minds of Korea, and also on KPI. And it's true, I had been a seldom pinch hitter. Yeah. I, yeah. You were always filling in for me whenever I took holidays, and you filled in for Karen, Karen on her yeah. maternity yep. leave and holidays. So, yeah, you were already part of the uh, Listener's Lounge family. Again, pinch hitter. <laughs> 
Well, here's another recession report for the same day, same frequency sent to us online by our listener Riaz Ahmad Khan of Sky Listeners Club in Pakistan, a frequent contributor actually. Riaz tuned into KBS World Radio's English service on 9.570 megahertz at 1330 to 1400 hours UTC on April 23rd using a YB400 receiver with an outdoor antenna and rated the Simpo 32333. He also wrote... Hello, I am fine and enjoying listening KBS programs regularly, and Listener's Lounge is always my favorite. On 23rd of April, I listened to your program, and I am thankful to you that you always encourage your listeners very much. I listened to the answer of my emails and recession report. Thank you very much. But you did not tell me that you will send me some special souvenirs of KBS, as you are announcing in the end of your program almost daily. So I hope that you will also send me these souvenirs by registered mail. While you're shortwave recession is clear and easy to listen. Only need to improve your signal's strength. From Riaz Ahmad Khan. Yes, thank you, Riaz. And of course, we will be sending out some small souvenirs to some of the people who sent us helpful feedback. And I know, Riaz, that you are on the list because our producers are using your feedback and it's very uh, valuable to the team here. So you should get some souvenirs along with your QSL cards soon. Now, we are not sure if we can send registered mail to Pakistan as some countries do not accept this type of mail, but we will ask our mail correspondent, Yuna, to check. Also, Riaz, we would love to uh, find out more about your listeners' club, so if you could send us basic information like how many members there are, how often you meet, and so on, that would be wonderful. And if email is convenient for you, you can drop us a line at english at kbs.co.kr. Just make sure to include listeners' club on the subject of your email or you could also leave us another message with your next online reception report. Thank you so much for your message and we do hope to hear back from you soon. Up next is another emailed reception log for April 23rd. Listener Eddie Prabowo from Jakarta, Indonesia tuned in to us briefly between 1647 and 1659 hours UTC on 9.515 megahertz and rated the simple 44434. Now, what intrigued me the most about this email was that he wrote, monitored in Jakarta, Indonesia using Xiaomi Redmi 2 Android smartphone. Wow. I had no idea that you could actually <laughs> listen to shortwave radio on your smartphones. And this one line had me searching for and looking at different smartphone apps and sh- uh, for shortwave radio for like an hour, <laughs> only to realize that I have so much to learn because even just the logging in process threw me a bunch of terms I had to Google. Really? Um, and uh, I actually tried some of them, but uh, they needed uh, some more information. And I was actually... Uh, in the middle of doing something more important. So I kind of saved that for this weekend. So maybe this weekend I'll be able to use my smartphone to tune into shortwave radio too. But anyway, thank you so much for this cr- a cool brand new information for yeah. me anyway. Yeah, that is really interesting. If you do uh, find a way to log into shortwave, you'll mm-hmm. have to show me of uh, next week in the office. Mm-hmm. I'll have to investigate myself. My grandfather used to listen to shortwave radio true in a radio um, mm-hmm. set, but that was I haven't heard it in more than 20 years. So that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Very cool information. Well, Eddie also told us which programs he heard and added some technical remarks. He said, strong signal strength, 
found fading and atmospheric noises. The sound was intermittently wavy and sometimes noisy, found minor QRM interferences at 1658 UTC. He also kindly attached a recording of the broadcast that was a little over three minutes long and it was Gian and mm-hmm. I. I think that was uh, our very first show together. Right. Yeah, it was on this show two weeks ago. It was indeed somewhat noisy and a little bit fuzzy, but we could still hear that the signal strength was indeed quite strong and it was quite fun to listen to our voices and uh, see what we talked about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for your detailed report and the audio file, Eddie. And the next letter we want to share from from you hails from New Brunswick, Canada. It's from listener Roger R. Russell, and he listened to us on April 15th from 1300 to 1357 hours UTC on 15.575 megahertz using a Grundig satellite 800 receiver with a 25-meter-long outdoor antenna. He rated the Simpo 35443 and gave us a detailed account of what he could hear. He also wrote, Dear radio friends, I am always happy to listen to you very interesting and well-presented radio broadcasts. For me, it is with great pleasure that I listen to your radio station. Keep up the great job. Receive from Canada. My best regards. Well, along with his reception report, Roger also included some Canadian flag stickers and another separate typed-up letter inside the same envelope. On the letter, he wrote, Dear radio friends, my name is Roger R. Russell. I live in the village of Les Golettes, province of New Brunswick in eastern Canada. I am a radio listener of shortwave and medium waves since May 1979. I am very happy to send you a reception report of your latest broadcasts. Please could you verify my reception report with a letter of confirmation and send me some general information about your radio station. I really enjoy listening to your broadcasts. Keep up the great work. Well, we will of course be happy to send you a QSL along with our broadcasting schedule, although we know that some of our listeners have been listening to shortwave radio for decades. It still always surprises me to hear that their hobbies date back to the 70s or the 60s or sometimes even earlier Mm -hmm. than that. And I guess this month will mark the 37th anniversary since your radio hobbies began, Roger. So that's pretty amazing. And uh, I think we're very happy to be part of that anniversary Mm -hmm. too. And of course, it's amazing that you've been uh, keeping up this hobby for so long. And we do hope to hear more from you soon. So thank you and congratulations, Roger. And thank you for the stickers. I actually (laughs) stole one. Yes, (laughs) of course. Jian is our Canadian. Canadian. I'm from the western (laughs) side of the uh, country, but Anyway, moving right along. Interesting, we received another. Interestingly, we received another recession report for the 1300 hours UTC broadcast on 15.575 megahertz from April 15th. Only from the other side of the pond, listener Ulma Kuvik was uh, tuning in from Sweden at the same time as Roger in New Brunswick, Canada, and it seems he actually had better reception really? too, even though the signal was beamed toward North America. Now, on his online recession report, Ulmar rated the Simpo 45. 534 for the 15th. He also said that he listened to us on April 29th from 1550 to 1700 hours UTC, but he didn't specify a frequency for this date. I'm thinking maybe it was 9.515 megahertz since our 1600 hours UTC broadcast on the frequency targets Europe. And, um, 
He was using a JRC NRD 535D receiver with a 50-meter Type L antenna. Now, I wish he would have told us a little bit more about himself or what he had heard on the broadcast so that we could verify the report. But nonetheless, thank you for that report, Omar. Well, the same goes for listener Stefano from Italy, who sent us an online reception report also with little information. He only told us that he listened to us on April 29th between 22.10 and 22.30 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz using a RACO 1217 receiver and a random 10 meter antenna. He said the simple was 33443. So thank you, Stefano, and please do share a bit more with us the next time. 11.810 megahertz at 2200 hours UTC is, of course, our broadcast toward Europe. But again, it was picked up elsewhere as well. Listener Jose Ronaldo Xavier from Brazil sent us logs for seven different broadcasts, but most of them were actually for KBS World Radio's French and Spanish services. I think one of them was actually Arabic, too. And uh, just one of them was us, uh, the English service. Mm-hmm. He caught us between 22.32 and 22.37 hours UTC on April 3rd. So just five minutes. And he said he heard young ladies having a conversation in English. And since that was last Saturday, I'm guessing that it was us again, (laughs) the two of us again. Now, he also commented good good signal with fair modulation, giving the broadcast a simple rating of 45443. He used a Sony ICF SW100S receiver with a portable telescopic antenna. Well, it looks like that might be all the time that we have for the letters, emails and reception reports from you today. We do apologize that we cannot share every single letter and report from you on the show due to time constraints. But just because it's not mentioned on the program, it doesn't mean that your letters and reports are any less valuable than the ones that we mention on air. Please know that we appreciate every single report, message, comment and any form of feedback from you. So thank you, everyone, as always, for keeping in touch with us. The information you provide to us is extremely important and we rely on you to keep tabs on how our broadcast is being received in your part of the world. So please do keep those recession reports coming. And that brings us now to our weekly DX report this week with Krister Brunstrom. I welcome all KBS World Radio listeners to yet another DX report with the European perspective. The new Madagascar World Voice went on the air as planned on March 27th. I logged the 1800 hours broadcast in English on 17,640 kHz. Five days later, the transmissions from Madagascar ceased due to a faulty part. The station remained off the air for a couple of weeks until a replacement part could be shipped to Madagascar. The station currently provides a strong signal into Europe at 1800 hours in Russian or 9,570 kHz. This broadcast is intended for listeners in Eastern Europe. Reception is even stronger of a broadcast in Arabic at 1900 hours on 11,945 kHz. This particular programming is produced by Radio FIDA. I have already received a most beautiful QSL card from the station's head office in the USA. The Hindi service of Bangladesh Beta can be heard from 1515 until 1545 on 15,505 kHz. Reception is very strong in Europe, but I suppose the main target area is South Asia. Bangladesh Beta also broadcasts in English to Europe from 1745 until 1900 hours 
on 13,580 kHz. Reception is strong here in Sweden. After the first 15 minutes of news, there is a daily program called The Voice of Islam, followed by various feature programs. The broadcast ends with half an hour of international or Bangladeshi popular music. Radio Pilipinas, or Radio Philippines, has a daily two-hour broadcast in Filipino to the Middle East, starting at 1730 or 9910, 12120 and 15,190 kHz. Filipino is an interesting language containing numerous words in Spanish and English. This broadcast is mainly intended for Filipinos working in the Gulf states. Reception is rather good in Europe on 15,190 kHz. The voice of the Islamic Republic of Iran can currently be heard in English to Europe from 1920 until 2020 or 9,665 kHz. This station has ceased using shortwave for some of its language services. Now on to the island of Guam in the Pacific and KTWR. This station has a broadcast in English beamed to South Asia from Monday to Friday at 15.27 UTC on 12,120 kHz. Reception is good in Europe. Radio Europe in Datteln, Germany has once again been noted on shortwave 6,150 kHz with music, news and identifications in English and German. The broadcasts are mainly aimed at German tourists in southern Europe. It has been heard at around 1,600 hours. For some time I have been trying to pick up the test transmissions from WMLK in Bethel, Pennsylvania, USA or 9,275 kHz, and I was finally lucky at 20.30 on April 25th, when the station was heard pretty well until closed down at 2100 hours. The station is still running irregular tests from around 16 until 2100 hours. Finally, we note the death of Mother Angelica on March 27th at the age of 92. This Catholic nun started the Eternal Word television network in Birmingham, Alabama, USA in 1981. In 1992, shortwave station WEWN was added, broadcasting 24-7 in English and Spanish. The programming reflects the conservative and traditional branch of the Catholic Church. WEWN broadcasts on 15,520 kHz from midnight until 1300 hours and then switches to 15,610 kHz for the rest of the day until 2400 hours. Mother Angelica featured prominently on both the TV channel and on WEWN until she suffered a serious stroke in 2001. And with that I come to the end of the DX report for May. Until we meet again in June, I wish you all good listening. This has been Christer Brunström in Sweden, reporting for KBS World Radio. That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show and join us again next time. This has been Emily Jennings. 
And this has been Kim Ji-eun. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.